All right, praise the Lord. I'm excited about today. This will be part one of the prophetic word for 2024. Praise God. Amen. The Lord began talking to me about this back in August. And uh, actually, uh, right at the close of the month of August, And one of the things that he said, and he emphasized strongly, and we've heard this from him before, that it's vitally important going into 2024, and I'm going to say it just exactly the way he said it to me, it's vitally important that you stay in faith, remain focused, so that your adversary will not be able to distract you. Stay in faith, remain focused so that your adversary will not be able to distract you. Amen. All right. Now, the Holy Spirit, or I'd say it this way, the Apostle Paul, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would probably say that this way, according to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. The Spirit speaketh expressly. Yeah. And that's, that's how I would describe the, the urgency and what he said to me about encouraging you to stay in faith, stay focused, and don't allow, allow the adversary to distract you. So if I was to say it the way the Apostle Paul would say it, the Spirit speaketh expressly. The message translation says, the Spirit makes it very clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith. As time goes on, well, time is going on. Time is moving forward. Just in the things that we've heard in the last 24 hours or so, it is obvious we could quite possibly be the last generation before the appearing of the Lord Jesus. Time is marching on. So once again, the message translation says, the Spirit makes it very clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith. The Passion Translation says it this way, the Spirit speaketh explicitly. And once again, talking about those that would give up on the faith. Don't be one of those people. It's vitally important. I'll say it again, and you hear me say it uh, over the next several opportunities that I have to speak here, that it's vitally important that you stay in faith Stay focused and don't allow yourself to become distracted. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good instructions. And that's good advice. Obviously, Satan is turning up the heat, so to speak, in an attempt to rob us of what God has in our future. Contrary to what's going on around us, the Bible makes specific promises to the righteous. Amen. Amen. Are there any righteous in here today? Talking about having right standing with God. That's simply what it means. Right standing with God. And we acquired that right standing through what Jesus did at Calvary. I don't have right standing based on my merits. I have right standing with God based on what Jesus did. But there are many promises in the Bible that God makes to right living people, uh, people with right standing with him. 
And you need to look at those again and hold fast to them because they tell us that no matter what's going on in our world around us, our future is bright. I said, my future is bright. Hallelujah. I got my faith based on God's word. I got my faith based on the Lordship of Jesus Christ and his preeminence over all things. And therefore I will be safe. I will be secure no matter what's happening around me. Praise God. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord a good shout in advance for that. Amen. So once again, Satan is turning up the heat in an attempt to rob you of what God has in store. So don't fall for his lies. Don't fall for uh, what you hear on the media constantly about how bad it's getting. And don't misunderstand me. It is getting bad. I don't deny that. But I deny it's right to destroy my life and to dictate how my life will turn out. I'm basing what my future is on what God's word says about it. Praise God. Now, Jesus made this warning in Matthew chapter 24 concerning the last days. He said, one of the most important things is for us to take heed that we are not deceived. Take heed that we are not deceived. The Amplified Bible says, be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. So that's one of the first things Jesus said about what we need to do going into the last days. Make sure that you do not allow anyone to deceive you. Not some preacher and not some news reporter. Amen. It matters little to me what the world thinks. I'm interested in what God thinks. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to let the world talk me out of what he says and what he's promised us. Praise God. Now the passion translation says at that time, deception will run rampant. Deception will run rampant. So beware that you are not fooled. So these are our instructions regarding uh, how we are to approach living in the last days. And we are indeed in the last days. Now, we don't know, no man knows the time and the hour, but we can know the season. And all the things that are happening around us are indicating that we are in the season of the appearing of the Lord Jesus. And I plan to go out on the first load. Anybody else going with me? Praise God. I know there are people that believe that, you know, the church will be caught up in mid-tribulation, post-tribulation. If that's what you believe, more power to you. I'll pray for you from heaven. (laughs) I'm going out on the first load. Anybody else going out on the first load? Hallelujah. Amen. The bottom line is Satan knows that his days are numbered. And he plans to launch an all-out attack on believers so that they will miss out on God's wonderful plan for them. Remember this, in the midst of all the chaos, God has no plans to abandon you. Amen. 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 Can we lift our hands and thank him for that? Praise God. We're going to do a lot of praising and shouting this morning. So just get ready. I said, just get ready, praise God. Amen. Because there's some wonderful promises 
that God has given us and uh, this is the time to lay hold upon them and stay focused on them, perhaps more than ever before. Now in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, you're all familiar with it. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. The Amplified Bible says to give you hope in your final outcome. To give you hope in your final outcome. A real Bible hope is a positive expectancy. A positive expectancy. The 1828 Noah Webster Dictionary adds this regarding uh, what hope is. It is uh, not only a positive expectancy, but a positive expectancy of something good and something that is obtainable. Amen. So I, I'm, not, I'm not hoping for something that's unattainable. I'm hoping for something that is attainable. How about you? Look at your neighbor and say, my hope, my hope is, in God is in God and his word. And, his word. and what his word says is obtainable. is obtainable. So I think I'll go ahead and praise him in advance. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 6, Jesus also said in his instructions of how we are to approach the last days, see that you be not troubled. See that you be not troubled. If watching CNN troubles you, turn it off. Amen. If, if reading the newspaper troubles you, put it aside. If What people say around you where you work troubles you, walk away. Don't let that get into your spirit. Amen. The Bible says protect your spirit. Protect your heart. Be diligent about it, the Bible says. Amen. So sometimes you just have to walk away from some people and don't allow what they believe to affect what you believe, praise God. So see that you be not troubled. The message translation says, don't panic. Don't panic. There's a lot, of, a lot of Christians in panic mode right now with what's going on around us. The passion translation says, don't give in to your fears. Don't give in to your fears. Maintain your joy and refuse to allow Satan to steal what God's word has said. James chapter one says this, count it all joy when you experience different trials and tribulations. The message translation says, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Amen. Under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true colors. The passion translation says, that if you will uh, uh, let uh, God's word do and let faith do its work, then the Passion Translation says, you'll have nothing missing and nothing lacking. Nothing missing and nothing lacking. Sounds like good news to me, Amen? amen? All right. Now, Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 28 says this, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. The message translation says, 
the aspirations of good people end in celebration. And the word aspirations means a cherished desire, ambitions, dreams, or expectations. And here, once again, the, the, the ambitions, the dreams, the cherished desires, the expectations of good people end in celebration. So get ready to celebrate. I say, get ready to celebrate. Hallelujah. If you have hope in God, you have hope in his word, you have hope in what he says your future will be like, then thank God celebrate. Paul said uh, in, in one translation in Philippians, celebrate all day long. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Get up celebrating. Celebrate at noontime. Celebrate on your way home. Celebrate when you get home. Celebrate before you close your eyes at night and wake up and start all over again. Celebrate. Hallelujah. We used to have a song that was very popular. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate. Amen. Well, let's do it right now. Celebrate. Hallelujah. Celebrate. I think there are some people in here who know how to celebrate a little better than others. Is there anybody in here knows how to celebrate? Celebrate. Glory to God. So, the expectations of good people, people with right standing with God, end in celebration. The Passion Translation adds this, but the ungodly see their hopes vanish right before their eyes. Well, we're not the ungodly. So our hopes are not going to vanish right before our eyes. Our hopes are going to end in celebration. Can you say amen? Learn to become positive about your future. I say it again. Learn to become positive about your future. Being positive is vital to the believer who desires to experience God's best. One translation of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 30 says this. The lovers of God will never be shaken. The lovers of God will never be shaken. Shaken by what? Chaos. Uh, All the things that are happening in the world around us will not be shaken. If you're a lover of God, then you will not be shaken. If you are shaken, then uh, it's quite possible I have the right to question whether you really love God. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching good. (laughs) As Kenneth Hagin would say. Amen. So all the lovers of God will not be shaken. Well, I'm a lover of God and I am not going to be shaken by what's going on around me. Hallelujah. Now, everybody else can do what they want to do, but don't try to convince me to become shaken. If you can't talk the word around me, shut up. (laughs) And I say that just as nice as I can. Praise God. Amen. Let's talk the word. That's what believers do. They talk the word. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, if I ever talk to you about what's going on around the, uh, in our world today, 
then you'll hear me talk the word. That's what believers do. That's what lovers of God do. And by the way, my future's bright. Hallelujah. Now let's give you another shout. Hallelujah. Amen. The reason I'm having you celebrate and shout and praise today because you're going to need it in the days ahead. If you can't shout in church, it's not likely you're shouting at home. And particularly in a church like this, in an atmosphere like this, it's easy to shout in here. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right. So the lovers of God will never be shaken by all the chaos, all the distractions, and all the deception that is taking place in the world. They'll stay in faith regardless of what's happening around them. They'll remain focused on the promises of God no matter what Satan uses in his attempt to get them to give up. So remember these things. Now, I'd I'd strongly encourage you and admonish you, uh, go back and listen to this over again. Listen to it often. This This is just part one. Amen. But I'm laying the foundation for where we're headed in 2024. Okay. And I haven't given you the prophetic word yet. I'm just giving you the instructions. And if you follow the instructions, then the prophetic word will be a reality in your life. Okay. Glory to God. Now, those who truly know their God and hold fast to his word always look forward to the future. Isaiah chapter 26, verse three says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. How many of you'd like to have perfect peace in this day and time? Perfect peace. And notice the requirement or the criteria for having perfect peace is keep your mind on him. Keep your mind on him. If you notice that uh, you're, you're, you're uh, becoming troubled in your mind and you don't have peace of mind, then it could be an indication you're not focusing on him and what he says in his word. So correct that, praise God. And, uh, and then God promises that you'll have perfect peace. Peace in a storm. Hallelujah. Peace in a storm. Uh, I'm always amazed at uh, of course, I've, I've, I've been flying almost since I've been in the ministry. Uh, I got my first airplane in 1975, I've latter part of 75, and, and the ministry's owned airplanes ever since that time. And, and I took flying lessons back in the early days. I don't fly today. I have qualified pilots that uh, uh, know what they're doing, and they're very... Uh, they're, they're, they're experts in their field. So I leave the flying to them. But we never take off. We never take off before the pilots come out back in the cabin and we all put our hands on the ceiling of that airplane and we pray for our safety. We pray for a safe taxi, a safe takeoff, a safe flight, a safe landing. We decree Psalm 91 over us and Isaiah 54, 17. And then we thank God for this tool that, that gets us around the world and, and helps us fulfill our vision. And then we spend some time praying over our partners, praise God. Praying over the people that help 
us fulfill the vision. And then the pilots go to the cockpit and they do their thing, praise God. I sit in the back with a smile on my face knowing that we will reach our destination safely. Amen. Now, I'm, I, I appreciate excellence. I, I love watching people do what they were trained to do and do it with excellence. And my pilots are that way. They, they, they have much experience. And, uh, and I, I love watching them. In fact, I sit back in the cabin and I never got that far in my training, okay? So I don't know what half them knobs are for and half them buttons up in the ceiling are for, but they do. And if they don't, they don't fly for me. And last night we had a little bit of an issue with, with uh, uh, one of the avionics was not functioning properly. And so we didn't take off until it did function properly. Okay. So we prayed over that situation and in just a matter of what, 30 minutes or less, uh, we were in the air, praise God, and flew back home from Midland, landed safely. And, and, uh, but, but it, it always um, thrills me to see people do what they are called to do and do it with excellence. Amen. And that's the way Christian people should be. That we don't play church. We don't play around with faith. We don't try it. We live it. And we do so with excellence. Hallelujah. Amen. So that our life becomes evangelistic tool that others would be attracted to what they see God doing in our lives. Amen. So don't, don't approach these things haphazardly or, you know, not totally committed. Make a decision that I am going to have what God says is mine in 2024, regardless of what it takes on my part. I'm committed. Hallelujah. Let your neighbor and say, are you committed? Tell your other neighbor, I am. Okay. So that's what God's looking for. And if he sees that in you, then you can count on it. He is going to honor his word in your behalf. And that's time for another shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. That wasn't a shout of praise. That's time for another shout of praise. Okay. Praise God. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. The Amplified Bible says, you will guard him, keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind is stayed on you because he commits himself to you and he leans on you and hopes confidently in you. So notice what is required for you and I to have perfect peace in times like these. Can you say amen? All right, are you ready for the prophetic word for 2024? (laughs) 2024, the year of progressing, advancing, and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. Progressing and advancing 
and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. Now we're, we're working on having bookmarks made with this so that everybody in the church will have one because we want everybody on the same page. Everybody's seeing the same vision, pursuing the same vision. The prophetic word is, is designed, you've heard me say this every year, the prophetic word is designed to create vision on the inside of you. So it's a year for progressing, advancing, and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. Now, I want to back up and, uh, well, let, let's go on to 1 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> 1 Timothy chapter 4. The Apostle Paul writing, uh, writing by inspiration of the Holy Spirit to his son in the Lord, Timothy. And verse 15 says this, meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Now, the Amplified Bible says, that your progress will be evident to everybody. That your progress will be evident to everybody. The Passion Translation says, so that everyone will see that you are moving forward. That's progressing. Now notice what he said. Meditate upon these things. So you'd have to go back and find out what these things are. You'd have to go back and, and see what Paul was saying to Timothy when he began writing this letter. Now, there are many instructions that he gave him, but I believe one of the most important one is this. Go with me to First uh, Timothy chapter 1. And he goes right along with what I emphasized earlier about staying in faith, and remain focused. Notice in First Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. Holding faith. Everybody say, holding faith. holding faith. And a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. So one of these things that Paul was telling Timothy to meditate upon and to give himself wholly to was holding faith. Holding on to your faith. Amen. Now, the Amplified once again says, uh, or let me say it this way, the uh, message translation says, keep a firm grip on your faith. Keep a firm grip on your faith. If, if that was not important, then why would he make that command to him? Keep a firm grip on your faith. Why is keeping a firm grip on your faith so important? Simply because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Another translation says the just shall have their lives sustained by their faith. Sustained by their faith. And the word sustained means supported, upheld, and maintained. And then it also is defined as when your faith when your life is sustained by your faith, it means you are supplied with all necessities. 
You're supplied with all necessities through your life of faith. So no wonder Paul starts out in chapter one, giving these instructions to Timothy. And I believe one of the most important of them is holding on to your faith. Keep a firm grip on your faith. Why? Because that will determine whether or not you will progress and you will advance and you will see your highest expectations fulfilled. Letting go of your faith, then it's not likely you're going to progress that much anymore. What's the opposite of progress? Regress. I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forward. Amen. Uh, It's not the will of God. Now listen to me closely. It's not the will of God for anybody in here or anybody watching my live stream to remain as they are. It's not the will of God for you to remain as you are. If you're not progressing, then, then, uh, I realize this is hard. If you're not progressing, then it's not likely that you're in the perfect will of God. Anybody want to be in the perfect will of God? Amen. So notice here, he says in first Timothy, once again, that your profiting may appear to all or your progress may be evident to everybody. And as the passion translation says, everyone will see that you are moving forward. If you will keep a firm grip on your faith, everyone will see there will be evidence that you are moving forward. Anybody want to move forward? Anybody want to progress? Anybody want to advance? Then keep a firm grip on your faith. Hallelujah. And how, how is faith developed? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. I did a faith conference for two days yesterday in Midland talking about the basic principles of the life of faith. I called it faith 101. Faith believes and faith speaks. 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 Paul said, I believe, therefore have I spoken. If you've noticed that you're not talking the word anymore and you've been influenced by the world through different forms of media, then Satan is trying to get you to loose your grip on faith because he knows it's your faith that overcomes the world. Amen. Are you still here? Now it goes on to say, some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. The message translation says they have made a thorough mess of their lives. If you let go of your faith, then here's what you can look forward to. A thorough mess of your life. Anybody want that? (laughs) I certainly don't. So holding faith, keep a firm grip on your faith. In other words, if they've made a thorough mess of their lives, then they aren't experiencing progress. They're not progressing. They're not advancing. 
If you truly want to experience progress and you want to advance, then you must not relax your grip on your faith. Don't allow the distractions of the age to cripple your faith. This is what Jesus said in the parable of the sower sows the word in Mark chapter four. Just uh, uh, to give you just uh, a couple of, of scriptures in that chapter, particularly from the Amplified Bible, Mark chapter four, verse 19 says, the cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. Notice Satan don't care anything about you. It's the word in you he cares about. Why? Because the word in you makes you a threat to him. The word in you makes you dangerous to him. The word in you is, is capable of producing the desired results that, that God's word speaks of. And obviously he does not want you experiencing the fulfillment of the promises of God. So it is to his advantage. And you remember Jesus said in this parable, once the word is sown, Satan cometh immediately to take that word away. So it's highly probable that when you leave this building this morning, Satan will attempt to steal what you hear in this service. Through media, through other people, through relatives, through unbelieving believers. So it's your responsibility to protect what you've heard. And don't let Satan steal it from you. Because if he steals the word from you, if he chokes and suffocates the word in you, then the word in you becomes fruitless, the Amplified Bible says. And fruitless, fruitless means unproductive. It also means unable of producing desired results. So that would mean you're no longer progressing. You're no longer advancing. So it's vitally important that we protect the word that we're hearing. Amen. Now, when Jesus said Satan comes immediately to steal the word, once you know that, you have an advantage. Amen. I mean, if you leave this building and somewhere uh, uh, during the rest of the day and, and you hear something contrary to what the promises of God are saying to us and what you're hearing in here today and you, and you fall for it, then you didn't heed what Jesus said. But if you refuse to fall for it, then you took advantage of the advantage that you have. <laughs> because Jesus already told you in advance, Satan's going to try to do this. And just because he tries to do it doesn't mean he will succeed unless you allow him. Amen. And I, for one, am not going to allow him to steal this word from me because I want the results of it. Keep, keep that up there. Progressing and advancing and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. Anybody have high expectations in here? Would you like to see them fulfilled? Would you like to see them fulfilled before the end of 2024? Keep a firm grip on your faith. Don't let the devil steal the word from you. 
Stay focused on what God has promising you. Amen. Fruitless, unproductive, unable of producing desired results. Or you could say no progress. The message translation says, if you allow Satan, and I'm, I'm leading up to it. If you allow Satan to steal the word from you, the message translation says, then there's nothing to show for it. Everything you're hearing this morning, if you allow it to be stolen from you, then you'll have nothing to show for what you heard this morning. And that means no progress, no advancing. Amen. Aren't you glad you're here this morning? These are wonderful instructions, praise God. And I didn't write them. I'm just repeating them. The Holy Spirit gave these holy men these instructions and our job is to be doers of the word. Amen. Amen. If Satan can steal the word, then he can stop your progress and he can stop you from advancing. So say this with me. It's never the will of God that I remain as I am. It's God's will that I progress and I advance. Now say this with me. 2024 is my year of progressing, advancing, and seeing my highest expectations fulfilled. And I think I'll go ahead and give the Lord a shout for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you receiving today? Okay. Uh, let's, let's go back to, uh, Psalm 115, or let's go to Psalm 115. When you talk about progressing and advancing, that's just another way of say increasing, increasing Psalm 115. We've talked about this various times, many times in the past. A wonderful promise from God. Verse 14, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. Would you agree with me that more and more sounds like advancing? Progressing? The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. If you remember, after God pronounced the blessing on Abraham, one of the first uh, earmarks of it or characteristics of it was that God brought increase into his life. In fact, he promised to bless him in Genesis chapter 12, but one chapter later, chapter 13, verse one says, and Abraham was rich in cattle, rich in silver, rich in gold. Amen. Because God had blessed him. So notice the blessing brings increase. I said the blessing brings increase. And here the Bible says God will, in, God will increase you more and more, you and your children. And the reason being is you're blessed of the Lord. The word blessed means empowered to prosper or empowered to increase. And you have that blessing on your life right now. You're not going to get it when you get to heaven. You get it while you live down here. Hallelujah. And this is where you need it the most. 
I mean, why would we need to be blessed in heaven? You have heard the devil's not going. Amen. So we need the blessing on our lives down here that will enable us and empower us to prosper and to increase. And here it's obvious that the will of God is for us to increase more and more. Look at your neighbor and say, you haven't seen all the increase that God has in store for you. There's more and more. Well, why don't we go for it? Hey, I just, I just had some come up in me. Increase more and more in 2024. <laughs> Amen. Increase more and more in 2024. Hallelujah. Write it down. Make it your declaration. I will increase more and more in 2024. Hallelujah. I should have put a, been a point. Hallelujah. All right. Now, God blessed Abraham in every way. And one of his servants, having observed what happened to Abraham, made this statement in Genesis twenty-four thirty-five: The Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. He hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold. Notice when the blessing of God is on your life, there is evidence of it and others will acknowledge it. They will notice it. It will be evident, just like Paul said to Timothy. Uh, if you'll meditate on these things, these instructions I've given you, and give yourself wholly to them, then your, uh, your profiting will be evident to others, or your progressing will be evident to others. So that's one of the things the blessing of God is designed to do, is not only uh, make our lives better, but cause other people to see the goodness of God on our lives and desire the God that we serve. Hallelujah. And you say, amen. amen. When Abimelech and his friends and the chief captain of his army saw what God had done for Isaac, Abraham's seed, they said this in Genesis 26, 29, we have seen thou art now the blessed of the Lord. We have seen with our own eyes that you are now the blessed of the Lord. Why, why did they say that? Because if you remember, God told Abraham, uh, Isaac uh, in, a, in a famine, he said, don't, don't go to Egypt. You stay right here. I will be with you. I will bless you. And the Bible says, and Isaac sowed in famine, sowed in that land, sowed in famine, and, and he reaped a hundredfold in the same year. And God blessed him. He waxed great, the King James said. He increased. One translation said, he got richer by the day. Hallelujah. And now Abimelech and some of his uh, army, one of his army captains, noticed what God had done with Isaac. And they said, you are now the blessed of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, I believe you are now the blessed of the Lord. Tell somebody else, and there should be more evidence of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's look at this. The Amplified Bible adds this. You are now the blessed of the Lord, and you are now the favored of the Lord. 
I love being favored by God. How about you? Favor, favored by God. Hallelujah. So once again, our, our word is that 2024 will be our year of progressing and advancing and seeing our highest expectations fulfilled as we continue in faith, stay focused, don't allow ourselves to be distracted. Amen. And count on the blessing and count on the favor of God to be at your disposal. So progressing and advancing are measurable. Progressing and advancing are measurable and evident to those around you. Proverbs chapter four, verse 18 from the message translation says, the ways of right living people are the righteous or the upright glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. Hallelujah. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. Did you notice I'm getting brighter? <laughs> Look at somebody and say, did you notice I'm getting brighter? Hallelujah. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. Praise God. That sounds like to me, progress and advancing. Job chapter 17, verse nine says, the righteous shall be stronger and stronger. That sounds like progress and advancing to me. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, the Amplified Bible says that they will multiply and abound. That sounds like progress and advancement to me. Even in times of sorrow, times of great stress, the Bible says that the person who looks to God and makes him their strength, according to Psalm 84, 7, they go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. They go from strength to strength and increasing in victorious power. That's Psalm 84, 7 from the Amplified Bible. So that sounds like to me, progress and advancement. Can you say amen? amen. I heard one preacher say this. And I can't improve on it, so I'll just borrow it. If you want to travel far, F-A-R, far. I'm looking at Joe over there. Because <laughs> Joe says far and fire, F-I-R-E and F-A-R, exactly the same. He gets all fired up and he goes far. Hallelujah. <laughs> I can pick on him. He's my cousin. Okay. So let me repeat that again before I got distracted. <laughs> One preacher said, if you want to travel far, F-A-R, then travel light. What does that mean? I'll tell you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse one says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The Amplified Bible says, strip off every encumbrance and unnecessary weight. So if you want to travel far, travel light. <laughs> Amen, get rid of all the heavy weights. Get rid of everything that will weigh you down. Amen. What are some of the, uh, uh, one, one of the uh, meanings of 
according to the Amplified, strip off every encumbrance and unnecessary weight. Unnecessary weight is hindrances that keep you from progressing. Hindrances that keep you from progressing. So what are some of these hindrances? I believe the number one hindrance would be taking our eyes off Jesus and losing our focus on what God's promises say. That's what it says in the very next verse, verse two in Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So one of the hindrances that we must strip away is, and one of the unnecessary weights that we must strip away from us is taking our eyes off of Jesus and losing our focus on what he's promised. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, the New International Version adds this. It implies that if you fail to remove these unnecessary weights, then it will slow you down and trip you up. Slow you down and trip you up. So that would be uh, a hindrance to progressing and advancing. Now, what would the sin be? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin The sin would be to ignore everything I just said this morning. (laughs) When, when it's plain that the Bible says these things and you just ignore it. Now, you know, sin does not just mean, you know, you're having problems drinking, smoking, cussing, running around, being unfaithful. Yeah, that, that, that's sin. But sometimes sin can mean it literally means missing the mark. That's what sin means, missing the mark. And, and some sins that people need to get rid of is ignoring what the Bible says. For me to ignore what the Bible says would be a sin because I know better. And now you know better. So it's a sin for you as well. So now our instructions are Lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. Looking unto Jesus, staying focused on him, keeping a firm grip on our faith, never allowing Satan to steal the word from us. The results will be progressing, advancing, and seeing our highest expectations fulfilled. Do you receive that this morning? Well, lift your hands and give the Lord another good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Stand with me, if you will, please. Part one. Don't miss part two. When are you going to preach part two? When I get back from somewhere. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's lift our hands for a moment. Danny, would you and the guys come back? Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and just begin to worship the Lord and thank him for what he has given us today about our future. 2024, a year of advancing, a year of progressing. A year when we will see our highest expectations fulfilled. That is, if we 
keep a firm grip on our faith, and we stay focused. Amen. So let's lift our hands and thank him for it. Amen. I, I, want, you, I want you to make this commitment with me right now, uh, a fresh commitment. With your eyes closed and your hands lifted. Go ahead, guys. Just minister unto the Lord there for a moment. In the name of Jesus, I receive the word of God that I've heard today. And I commit myself to being a doer of it and not a hearer only. I desire to progress. I desire to advance. And I desire to see my highest expectations fulfilled. Therefore, I will have a firm grip on my faith. I'll stay focused on God's promises. I'll not allow the devil to steal his word from me. And in Jesus' name, I believe that I'm headed for one of the finest years I've ever had. And I thank my God in advance that he's working behind the scenes. Even as I'm making this commitment, causing this to come to pass in my life. I believe I receive it. And because I do, and praise is one of the greatest expressions of my faith, I'll praise him in advance. And let's do it right now. Praise God. Praise him in advance. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just pray in the spirit for a moment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, listen to me closely. Just by praying for you about this is not all that it requires to bring it to pass in your life. And what I'm referring to is people in here this morning that you struggle. It's almost a constant struggle. To stay focused on what God says. You try. And maybe you go a few days or a few weeks. And then it seems like you just lose your focus. You just struggle with it all the time. Now once again, my praying for you will help. But it requires more than just my praying for you. You, You're going to have to make a serious commitment Amen. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't stay focused for you. I can stay focused for myself. And the way I do that is I, I keep my eyes in that book. I keep my ears hearing inspiring messages of faith that keep me focused. Because the eyes and the ears are the gateways to the heart. What you hear, what you see, gets down in your heart. 
And if you're hearing and seeing the wrong things, then you, you lose focus. So that is your part is, is taking authority over what you see and what you hear. Amen. Amen. Now I'm praying that you'll do that. Amen. Because there is power in agreement. Now here's what I do. Once I receive the prophetic word, the next thing I do is I sow a seed toward the fulfillment of it. Amen. Amen. So this morning, as we receive our tithes and offerings, if you are so led to do so, sow a seed above your tithes as a point of contact to release your faith for the fulfillment of this prophetic word. That's what I've learned to do over the years. And it's worked for me, praise God. So let's pray right now as to what the Lord would impress upon you in your sowing this morning. And we're talking about above what you normally sow. As a, as a point of contact to release your faith for the fulfillment of this prophetic word. Because you have the instructions on how to sow. So Father, in Jesus' name, reveal to each and every one of them your perfect plan for what they should sow as a point of contact toward the fulfillment of this prophetic word, 2024, their year of progressing and advancing and seeing their highest expectations fulfilled. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for it. And I believe that you will honor their faith and you'll honor their sowing because you always do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise for it. Amen and amen. I have some high expectations for 2024. And I've already sowed my seed toward the fulfillment of it. Amen. And as soon as it comes to pass... Not if it comes to pass, but as soon as it comes to pass, I'll give you the testimony of it. Praise God. Because I fully expect God is working behind the scenes right now as I'm standing here arranging for it to come into my life. Hallelujah. And he'll do the same for you. All right. So are you ready to sow your seed, your tithes, your offerings? You have those offering envelopes uh, if you need one. If you're writing a check, you know to make it to HFCC. And if you want to, uh, write on the envelope or or write on the check, uh, seed above my normal tithes and offerings for the fulfillment of the prophetic word in 2024. That's a whole lot to write, but shorten it. (laughs) Abbreviate, whatever. All right.